0: PJ Coogan and Kitchen Table Productions present 20 Minutes With, a short podcast for a busy world. Hello and welcome to your latest episode of 20 Minutes With, an episode with a difference. You might call it a bit of an outside podcast, if you like. And my guest, well, he died in 1852, so we can only talk about him, not to him. But 200 years ago this week, Edward Bransfield from Ballinacorra in East Cork became the first man to sight, record and chart the land of that massive continent we now call Antarctica. A young fisherman, press-ganged into the Royal Navy off his dad's fishing boat, made one of the most important discoveries in the history of polar exploration. In his native village this week, a monument was unveiled to remember a local lad done good, but oddly enough, someone who five years ago, I for one, had never even heard of and neither had Jim Wilson, chair of the Monument Committee. It's the fascinating way that you can sum it up all in in a couple of lines. You know, you've heard of Tom Crean, you've heard of Ernest Shackleton. You know where they went. Well, when they went there, they followed drawings and charts made by a man
1: we've never heard of. That's correct. Quite amazing. I mean, he, he, he was responsible for the making of the very first charts of the Antarctic mainland you know and, and he's here from Cork I mean I've been working in the Antarctic for over 12 years right. and that's where I got interested I went down there as a, a wildlife uh, expert okay. tour leader that was my okay. job right. showing people especially the birds uh, ornithology and while I was down there I was, I was one of the very few Irish people working down there uh, and at the time and I saw these places Bransfield Strait Everybody crosses it. You can't miss it. It's huge. Uh, Mount Bransfield, Bransfield Island. And I'm kind of going, who's this guy? Who's and of course, people are asking me on the ship, and mainly American people I work with, um, who's this Bransfield? So i better look it up. And then I realise he's Irish. And then I realise he's from County Cork. And then I realise he's from Cork Harbour. And I go, I've grown up in this harbour, I've sailed on it, and, and I've never heard of him this is crazy so then I started digging and then I bumped into Eugene Furlong uh, who also was a fan and we were all very isolated tiny minority of probably what you'd call almost under, underground yeah. uh, movement of fans of but Edward I told, I told the
0: story of I went to see Aidan Dooley's show in yes, the Everman yes, a number of yes. years ago and as I was coming out I met Eugene mm. and he said to me did you ever hear of Edward Bransfield I said no he said, you're going to. Yeah. So for the likes of that, you, for Eugene, and I'm so thrilled to see this here today.
1: And the crowd. What a crowd. Unbelievable. Uh, some estimates, 350, 400. Mm. I mean, for an unknown when figure. When you
0: started this, there wouldn't have been 400 people who knew who he was.
1: No, absolutely.
0: Maybe not even 40, to be honest. How did this remarkable story go untold for so long?
1: It's, it's, it's kind of a mystery really we're, we're still asking that question ourselves in the committee every day I, I guess the best way of looking at it is the example of Tom Crean everybody in Ireland now knows Tom Crean, the story is on the curriculum in school, you know, it's everywhere but like, you don't have to go too many years back to a time before Michael Smith wrote the great book The Unsung Hero that um, nobody knew about Tom Crean And it's linked into our history. You know, this time 100 years ago, War of Independence, Foundation of the State, and really, you know, Tom Crean was was just before that. So anybody really who was in the Royal Navy was not someone the new Irish state, I think, really wanted to talk about or commemorate.
0: When they came back to, many of them just went on and got on with their lives quietly and without fuss because of their history in the Royal Navy and how it might be misinterpreted.
1: Absolutely. kind of what happened with
0: Tom, really. It it
1: is exactly what happened with Tom. But, like, when you think then of Edward Bransfield, nearly a hundred years before him, what were the chances of of, of him being talked about? he never came
0: back. No, he never came back. I I was asking Eugene this. He never again set foot in Balanacora. Do we know
1: that? We we don't know that for certain. It's part of the enigma of the man, the mystery of the man. You would imagine the link would have still been strong because when he... uh, went into the Navy when he was press-ganged into the Navy, Uh, they have all the records. And one of the things was, we're paying you, but do you want a proportion of that to go to your family? And if so, who? And he put down his mother. And so he he was sending money home. So there was
0: money coming back here to Balmacorough while he was in the Navy?
1: We have the evidence of that, yeah. So So there's no reason why, if his ship was here, Mm. if he got a chance, he would have definitely come home but you know things were different then and when he left the navy he settled in the uk he did when he left the navy he settled in the uk he had married three times in total actually very tragically the first two wives died uh, within a year or two we think maybe in childbirth we're not sure he left no children mm. and did that that's one of the things that has added to the mystery and the reason why he's not remembered mm. so you had no family direct family yeah, like we've had the brother's family here today, but Edward didn't have family. So there was no family to kind of carry the name, tell the stories, bring them forward. And then Edward Bransfield, unlike a lot of Antarctic explorers, never wrote a book about his exploits. He never he, kept
0: a diary either, did he?
1: Well, he had, this is very contentious, he had the logbook, which he was obliged to keep, which is an exceptionally detailed account of the expedition, of 1819 1820 when they saw the Antarctic continent that was handed over that as was more you, facts
0: than thoughts then wasn't it what,
1: pr- yes yeah. you're right you're right you're dead right it was very more it was it, it was a lot more like just the facts and figures of where yeah. they went and what they saw and all yeah. the all the details actually memoir we're not aware of any yeah yeah there's
0: a film Th- there's, in
1: this there is a film in it i mean i've told this story to irish uh, british american audiences Never, and you'd ask at the start, how many of you've heard of Edward Bransfield? You might get one hand out of mm. two or three hundred people. And when the, when I'm finished the story, they're going, "Oh my God, that Why is!" Why didn't amazing. we know about him? Exactly, and we've been trying to get documentary makers interested. Yeah. Uh, we've done our own little one, uh, thanks to Tony Whelan and Canola yeah. Pictures. But what we really think it, it, it deserves a national or international treatment, uh, for sure. And it's it's a story people would, would enjoy even if they'd never heard of him before.
0: As befits such an auspicious occasion, the unveiling of the monument to Edward Bransfield was attended by Vice Admiral Mark Mellett, Chief of Staff of the Defence Forces.
2: So today I think we're correct in history. We're putting Edward Bransfield, his, his achievements, his legacy on a pedestal where they should justly stand. And I would ask, perhaps there is an opportunity for a peer review of the actual record from Charles Pointer's log of that time and the records from Fabian Bellenhausen, the Russian admiral who also contests finding Antarctic. It's a privilege to be here and thanks very much for the opportunity to be here. You wrote to me two and a half years ago. I don't normally get that notice and I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you.
0: Vice Admiral, a huge turnout for a man that I'm almost ashamed to say as a Corkman I had never heard of. He is an unsung hero and it's so appropriate that we are uh, remembering him here today.
2: Yeah, well, I'm only in Cork 43 years now, and so I can never be a Cork man. I'm still known as a blow And I hadn't heard of him until recently. But it's an extraordinary story, and uh, an extraordinary story in terms of achievement. When you look at what he did back in uh, 1820, going down in a small boat Williams with a small crew to actually initially uh, map out the South Shetland Islands and then going on further onto Trinity Peninsula. Incidentally called after Trinity House, to which our own Commissioners of Irish Lights are associated with. His achievement was outstanding.
0: I think the story of of a young boy pressed into service off his dad's fishing boat a few hundred yards from where we're standing who eventually ends up drawing the charts and making up the charts that Shackleton and Crean and so many others followed? It's a remarkable story. Well, it
2: is remarkable, and uh, actually, when you when you think about it, he actually in his his a voyage whereby he mapped out uh, Trinity Peninsula, and that same trip passed by Elephant Island, yes. which one hundred years later Shackleton was to be marooned on for that period, so it is, uh, and there's also the connection, as I mentioned in my few words here, of while he was in Valparaiso, Ed, uh, Edward uh, Bransfield was in Valparaiso, getting preparing for his journey over the Andes, on the other side of the continent, Admiral William Brown was defining the actual Argentine Navy, and uh, by the way, uh, William Brown was pressed into service with the Royal Navy.
0: Elisa Gallo, you have travelled here from the United States for this event. You are a descendant of Edward Bransfield's brother, Thomas. Yes. Explain as best you can, because I know the family tree is patchy at best.
3: Well, my mother uh, passed away five years ago, and it was her life's dream to find out about her Irish ancestor, Edward Bransfield. And I bring tour groups over here for 20 years, and I just kept putting it off, and I decided um, when she was became ill that... I would try to find out what I could about Edward Bransfield. And I did, um, by the grace of God, <laughs> uh, my, my guide in Ireland for 20 years, I explained to him and he led me in the right direction. And I went to uh, Dingle and Escaldingle. And then I went to Middleton to, with a group, to the distillery my guide suggested, would you like to go to Ballinacora, is when I first met Ursula, who's the historian of Ballinacora, who brought me so much information about Edward Bransfield. And then two years later, I met the committee in, in Cove, and the man put in front of me my whole, my entire family tree. Even with addresses from Worcester, Massachusetts, where I'm from, where I was born, it's outside of Boston and um, it was just totally amazing to me that they had birth certificates, death certificates, and they told me that day that I was definitely a descendant of Edward Bransfield, no question. When
0: you hear now of what he achieved and its importance in the exploration of the world, how does that make you feel as a descendant?
3: Uh, It's a profound feeling. I'm really very humbled. Um, and proud that my my ancestor would be so brave and courageous to be an Irish explorer down to the Antarctic I mean it's just totally amazing and it's a profound feeling
0: You mentioned being in Onescal and I believe you were in the South Pole Inn which would have been Tom Crean's pub and to know that Edward drew the very charts that Tom later followed there's something fascinating about that.
3: Absolutely fascinating. First of all, I never thought I'd find something in an Irish pub, but I certainly did. And it was the beginning of this discovery, this journey that I wanted to complete for my mother because she carried it with her her entire life wanting to find out about Edward Bransfield, me never knowing that he was the first man in the world to chart Antarctica. So, I mean, it's it's what would, she, what would she think of that, dear? Oh, my goodness. My mother, I know my mother's with me today. I believe that with all my heart. I wear, I'm wear i wearing a pin that my grandmother gave my mother, and my mother gave me because she knows I had a love of Ireland without even knowing about Edward Bransfield. And I know she's there with Edward Bransfield today watching and proud that the Irish people now can know Edward Bransfield and in that he was the first man in the world to chart Antarctica. I mean, it's like a full circle. He left Ballinacora, and he went to England, and he discovered the Antarctic. It's like a full circle. And his descendants emigrated to Boston area, where I'm from. And I finally found out who he is in my life. And, came to Ballinacora so it's like a full circle completed and the best thing is that the Irish people in the world hopefully will get to know the bravery and how courageous Edward Bransfield really was.
0: We talk all the time about the connection between Tom Crean and Edward Bransfield and it was Tom who eventually Han Shackleton who followed the charts that were drawn up by Edward Bransfield and I'm joined now by Enda O'Brien who is a grandson of Tom Crean that alone is a proud mantle to carry, but to be here at the un- unveiling of a monument to the men who drew the charts...
4: It is extraordinary altogether. I mean, I c- when you consider the books now that Michael Smith ha- has written about right that, starting off with the one on my grandfather, Tom Crean, and then doing one on Crozier, uh, another Irish man connected with the Antarctic, uh, Bransfield uh, and um, Shackleton. They're all coming from the one, one little island, right? If you remember the talk there given by the admiral, mentioning uh, Admiral Brown, who set up the Argentinian Navy, right? Another Irishman, right?
0: Growing up, did you know much, or were you ever told much about your grandfather?
4: I wasn't really read that because uh, it was still, how would I say, I suppose, still raw politically. Yeah. I mean, like, he was a, effectively a hero of the British Navy, uh, and um, my grandmother lived with us uh, but unfortunately she didn't talk too much about mm. her husband uh, um, now she died when I was 14 right but all his memorabilia, his swords and metal, medals and everything she kept locked away in in her bedroom right which was very, very unfortunate Isn't
0: it sad that because of the British connection that we don't talk as much or we didn't at least about these great heroes?
4: We didn't because of, well look at the year that we're in now and and the celebrations we're going to have over the next year or two right that first with the the um... war of independence and then the civil war right that which was a very both which was a very 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 sad period in our our lives at least in the history of Ireland uh... and Tom Crean lived right smack in the middle of it right and others like him and others like him yeah yeah and I mean like there would have been a lot of people throughout Ireland who would have because of no other alternatives, uh, would have ended up in for a job in either the British Navy or the the British Army.
0: It puts a lot of modern commentary into perspective, doesn't it?
4: Ah, yes. Yeah, and I'm mean, like c- hopefully now uh, our generation and the generations after us, right, that will have moved on from all this, all this, all our sad history, right? And uh, we're always giving out about the at least the. The battles between uh, the Irish and English right? that but I mean like when you look at the time that we're in now right? that and we're going to be remembering the the civil war and when that was Irish people to Irish people which was
0: it must though to come back to the start be very gratifying for people like your grandfather and Edward Ransfield and others to now be getting the recognition that they truly deserve
4: oh yeah my my late mother and uh my late aunt, uh, who were the two surviving sisters who grew up into adulthood. Uh, and um, they were immensely, I, they didn't use the word proud, they used humbled. They were humbled by, by the feats of their, their father. And uh, they were delighted, first of all, with the recognition in Michael Smith's book. Then there was a big exhibition down in the Ash Memorial Hall in Tralee, in the Kerry County Museum and that exhibition is continuing to this day. Uh, and like you have all the, all the other stuff that's flowed from it, from Maiden Dooley's one-man show, um, the pub in Anna Skoll, uh my sister Eileen, who tried to do uh, the traverse of South Georgia there a few years uh, in this footsteps of Shackleton and Crean and Worsley, and who nearly died herself on the attempt, right? Uh, all this is, 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 is brilliant, right? and of course all the school kids now in the primary schools are growing up with michael smith's book right and uh, it's amazing uh, the effect that has had on the kids because i meet them all the time right
0: and the fact that they know about they know about these things now they know about these people now it's such a change in our times and it's only right to see it
4: oh yes yeah and i mean like the fact that he was in the british navy is is no longer relevant especially to the younger generation they just see him as an Irishman, a famous Irishman who did amazing things.
0: And of course, no such occasion is complete without a song. Cliff Wedgbury wrote The Ballinacurra Boy as a tribute to the achievements of Edward Bransfield.
4: This Ballinacurra Boy sailed south into the ice and charted lands no man had seen before Far below the feared Cape Horn Where whales and icebergs sail To feel the savage storms Icy roar One more time Bransfield was his name Antarctica his fame Following the compass and the tide In the years of wind and sail Fair winds and stormy gale Sailing where the albatrosses glide. Thank you very much.
0: Eugene Furlong, P.R.O. for this operation that got us to this point today. I met you a few years ago and you said to me, have you ever heard of Edward Bransfield? And you began to tell me the story. Did you ever think we'd be standing here looking at this with a huge crowd around us? Certainly not, PJ. Uh,
5: I felt it was possible, but I I couldn't envisage it. It's beyond what I ever imagined would be possible. You read a couple of lines
0: about Bransfield in a book many years ago, and it stuck with you. We need to find out more about this film.
5: Yeah, well, there's two books. Frank Nugent wrote a book, Seekers of the Frozen Land, that has a chapter to Bransfield, and Michael Smith's book, Great Endeavors also has the chapter mm. so that's what started or piqued my interest in uh, like i always had an interest in the irish polar explorers but this guy bransfield the whole antarctic exploration started to pique interest in the, in the 1900s he was after been there 80 years before but it was through him that they said right there is this place down there there was no land bridge there like what there was to the Arctic, so it was totally unknown.
0: And it's just remarkable to be here now with this magnificent monument and the names of the likes of Shackleton, the McCarthys Tom Moore. Crean, Francis yeah. Crozier.
5: Well, there's actually a lovely story here PJ, about about the monument itself. It is a bit of local stone by, uh, that, uh, that was taken from a quarry that runs through Mallinacora, a local stone uh, sculptor, Matt Thompson, and when you start your journey on this short footpath up to the, the monument, the part of Antarctica that that you first could knock across is the part of Antarctica that Bransfield discovered first. Eugene, I think
0: congratulations are due to everybody involved here.
5: Thank you very much, P.J.
0: You can find out more about Edward Bransfield on the website Remembering Edward Bransfield, all one word, remembering And thanks to the people of Ballinakura for their kind permission to record this episode at their event. Please do share the links and continue to spread the word. Remember you can catch up on previous episodes of twenty minutes with by subscribing for free on Spotify or Apple or Google or wherever you get your downloads. And I'll be back with new interviews every Saturday around midday. Till next time, take care. Thank you for listening to 20 Minutes With, a short podcast for a busy world. Please help to spread the word and watch social media for news of our next episode.